0: Hello and welcome to Real Friends Who Read Books podcast where my friends and I force each other to read books we wouldn't typically read because that's what a book club is all about. I'm your host Mary Page and I'm here with my co-hosts Erica and Courtney. Every month we'll dive into one of our picks exploring the themes and characters whatever else comes along the way you know like a book club but without the snacks. This is Real Friends Who Read Books these are my real friends and we've got some books to read. Let's get to it. This week, we are discussing Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Now for the back cover summary. When his mother became president of the United States, Alex Claremont Diaz was promptly cast as the American equivalent of a young royal. Handsome, charismatic, genius, his image is pure millennial marketing gold for the White House. There's only one problem. Alex has beef with an actual prince, Henry. Henry. Cross the pond. And when the tabloids get a hold of a photo involving an Alex Henry altercation, U.S. British relations take a turn for the worse. Heads of family and state and other handlers devise a plan for damage control, stage a truce between the two rivals. What at first begins as a fake friendship grows deeper and more dangerous than Alex or Henry could have imagined. Soon, Alex finds himself hurtling into a secret romance with a surprisingly unstuffy Henry that could derail the campaign and upend two nations. Vibe check. I am so flipping excited to be talking about this book. The characters were fantastic. The banter was fun. The political stuff. The royal stuff. I don't fully understand, but was interesting. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, there was lots of spice. I just loved this book. But I want to know what you both thought. Did we love it, hate it, or was it meh? What's the
1: vibe? Unexpectedly into this one. Or maybe it wasn't unexpectedly, I don't know. Didn't go into it with a ton of expectations. But anyway, I found this to be a very fun palate cleanser in between heavier reads because I am me. And I was into the royal stuff because I'm low-key like really into that. (laughs)
2: me too i think it's
0: like an american thing
2: it is (laughs) it's so dumb we're just really into the royal thing oh it's so stupid we're cliche
1: americans (laughs) i am (laughs) thank you
2: proud of it yeah um first off dear listeners (laughs) before i talk anymore my voice is cracking i apologize kids are germ gremlins and mine got me again um okay anyways (laughs) (laughs) i really enjoyed the relationship between alex and henry in this the romantic moments were very passionate and they both they felt both real and like storybook like i think because he's a prince probably (laughs) it's the prince part (laughs) i feel like that's that's a big part of it um I, and I loved the quirky characters, but also there's, like, a level of seriousness that you don't typically get with rom-coms, um, and I just, I enjoyed that, like, the tension was a little bit more, um, not realistic, but there's just, like, the tension was just a level above for some reason, and it was a nice change of pace for me. The heightened tension of being outed? Yes. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's big, serious stuff, and put into a political thing which is wild and I don't know um it was it was just it was really good well I'm
0: very happy that you both liked it that makes my heart very happy so Henry and Alex start out as enemies in the book then they are forced into a friendship because of the $75,000 stumble or the Mm -hmm. cake gate Mm -hmm. as they called it in the book ugh after getting to know each other more, they eventually become lovers. How did you feel about their progression of enemies to friends to lovers? And why do you think their relationship works so well? Side note: Were you as shocked as I that Henry made the first move? Yes, I like that.
1: But I love it. Mm-hmm. But like, let's call them a frenemies to lovers, right? Yeah. yeah. Because there was always a little bit of there, there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do love that Henry made the first move. Um, okay, also, I know this is such a very small detail question mark to get hung up <laughs> hun. on.
2: I don't like think those it is. things. We like those things.
1: <laughs> but I just can't get over a $75,000 wedding cake. Like, that's oh. so much money. That's someone's salary. Hire a baker. What? Uh, no, that that really disturbed me as well. And
2: you know that shit's not like an exaggeration,
1: right? She did a research on that one. She fact checked, and that's why I'm alarmed. Mm-hmm. I bet you didn't. It didn't even taste good, right?
2: It probably wasn't even a good cake. No one even eats the cake. Or okay, that's a lie. That's a lie. A lot of people eat the cake, but a lot of the cake is just left behind. Right. The cake thing's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree about the frenemies. It felt more like a friends to lovers. And I think the relationship works because they balance each other out. Like, Alex needed to slow down in his life. Like, he was thinking 10 years ahead. He kept saying that. And Henry needed to open up. So they both, like, helped in these areas of their lives, and their, their life got better despite all of, like, the wild aspects of it, but they felt more at peace with themselves because of how they balance each other out, and I think that's why they work so well. Uh,
0: Yeah, I agree, Courtney. They balance each other out. Alex is the type of person who lives loudly and carefree, where I picture Henry as more quiet and reserved, so I think they both brought out different sides of each other in the best way.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I had so much fun with the first half of the book being like, okay, who's going to make the first move? Like when they're going to pop all the tension, like I'm ready. And I was very surprised and very happy that Henry was the one uh, to initiate. Also, loved the scene leading up to that. I'm going to talk about it because this was my favorite part of the whole book (laughs) was when they have that party and alex was trying to teach henry how to dance and then the dj starts playing get low by little john it just brought me back to like middle school days when that song comes on and he's just like no no no. shut your face like this is my jam and henry's like what is going on like what is this why are people dry humping on each other (laughs) welcome to an american party um Yes, yeah. So he was no like, "No of propriety here." <laughs> Correct. Like, oh, there's a part where he's like, "Did that man just say sweat sweat drop
2: down my balls?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, he yes, certainly he did. did. And that's and in America, you can hear that song at a middle school dance. You can, and then you'll watch all of the kids dry humping on each other. It is wild.
0: Oh, so that's nice. page. 88 and 89, I think it's worth a reread for Giggles. I reread it this morning and I was like laughing out loud. So So if anyone wants to reread that, I highly recommend. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) uh, the location of Red, White, and Royal Blue take place in both the U.S. and the United Kingdom. Henry is the prince of the royal family and Alex is the first son of the president. Did you like that the plot included fictional politics? Do you think any of the politics in this alternate universe reflect upon what's happening or has happened in real life?
1: (laughs) Okay, I did like it. But I think that's partly because I was reading this alongside Spare. So it was really getting into the royal vibe from all sides. (laughs) It felt very realistic. But American politics, woof daddy. Um, I'm feeling a lot of things and none of them are good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Boy. Uh, yeah. It's rough. Yeah, that's why I didn't I didn't like the politics part because I read to get my head out of the dumpster fire, that is our government. But I did enjoy all of the monarchy stuff. Like like you, Erica, not because I've been reading Spare yet, because I'm like 500 and something on the list um, for the library, but just because, like, the royals and that whole aspect is fascinating. Yeah, same.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I also kind of felt indifferent to all the political stuff because I just feel like it's all so complicated, and it makes me furious if I get thinking on the subject for too long. We have to
2: disassociate (laughs) in some capacity, or else we would just fall apart as a like entire country of <laughs> we or making it through. Yeah, <laughs> we're just coasted
0: by here. So I I feel like the author did a great job incorporating it in. Um, also I read somewhere I think she like interviewed and said that she wrote this book after the 2016 elections, I believe because she was very discouraged.
2: I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, she wanted a um an alternate universe where things were a little bit better, you know. Woman um, for
0: president, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because that, you know, we know what happened that year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we did. Mm. Okay, depressing. Next. <laughs> As I mentioned before, I thought the characters were fantastic. There were multiple strong supporting roles in the story. Who are your favorites? Were there any relationships besides Alex and Henry that you loved hearing about throughout?
1: Yeah, honestly, she did a great job with all of the supporting characters. None of them felt flat, and I think that was really nice. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But tell me why I thought Amy and Cash were married at the end.
2: (laughs) Was that a weird fever dream of mine? I think so. I never got that vibe. I mean, they're always together because they're Alex and June's personal, you know, Swear super I service went rogue There, you yeah. know, I
0: feel like I also got confused with Amy Cash, um, Zahara—is that her name? Uh-huh. And um, and Sean and Sean.
1: Maybe you got confused with them. I mean, because they got—they en- are engaged. All bets are off. But the relationship with security was really wholesome. I found
2: that lovely. Yes, that was that was a surprising one for me because you don't you just you don't expect it. But he finds that he has family and friends like throughout this book the whole time. He's been walking around saying he doesn't have friends, but he really does. He just was so like focused on the future that he didn't pay attention to the fact that he had like a very large family and group of friends. Mm-hmm. You know. And I thought that that was lovely. Um, Aside from uh, Cash and Amy, I loved Nora and Pez. I wanted them so much more in the story because their personalities were so big and so fun. I don't know. I just, I loved all of anything where Pez was there. I was like, yes, I can't wait to hear what silly things he does. Pez was great. Yeah. awesome. And I liked the way that he liked June so much. It was just... I don't know. That was just so fun.
0: Yeah, honestly, I was really in awe that the author created such multi-dimensional characters as well. Mm -hmm. But I really loved the relationship between Alex, Nora, and June, the relationship they all had together. They were were like a perfect little trio of friends slash family, in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. I feel like Nora and June really saw Alex, Mm -hmm. and they were both great at telling him as it is, but also supporting
2: him at the same time.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it was What a hard balance that is. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. uh, they were so great. And I loved when um, that trio joined up with Henry's trio. Yes. yes. Big fan. So it's just like, as someone who doesn't have a lot of friends where I'm living, to see like a p- group of people just take to each other so well... I don't know. I was just it was so nice and it made my heart feel like happy. I'll just live vicariously through these characters. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what books are for. Same.
0: <laughs> so you already know I'm gonna ask this. Yeah. Any swoon worthy moments between Henry and Alex that were your favorite? <clears throat> Any that made you want to hurl? <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks for adding that last part for me that's really sweet of you it's always um, for you <laughs> so kind. okay i weirdly enjoyed the historical quotes they were including in their emails i can so see you really like <laughs> you that, would like that <laughs> like the first time i saw it i was like oh this is so cringe but also i kind of like it because you know the research that had to go into finding the right quote right i appreciate oh, the diligence behind it <laughs> That's your Enneagram 5. Right, right. I really appreciate that. It's a well-researched email. That was really cute. But also, I personally try to email, like, one day I'm going to be asked to read these aloud in a deposition, and quite frankly, (laughs) that was too bold. These two, on work emails, I mean, they
2: have no fear. Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, I both loved and got queasy with their emails. Like, I, every time, every time a chapter came up where they had emails or any correspondence whatsoever. I just, I loved it. Like they the characters really were rounded out when you got to see their emails towards each other. Um, but it got like super mushy, you know, as time went on, which makes sense. That's what love, like, that's what like this, it's not just puppy love, but it starts off that way, you know? Um, and that's what that kind of stuff is like and I like it, but also I feel like that, once again, that meme where there's a person just standing outside watching these people, you know, fall in love. It just felt so, it just felt so intimate that it felt wrong to read sometimes, if that makes sense.
0: I honestly was picturing that meme
2: as I was answering this question myself, so. (laughs) We'll have to bring it out again. Yep. (laughs) So my my favorite, most swoon-worthy moment was when Alex stormed the castle because Henry had been ghosting him for a week, and they had this big argument while, um, you know, Alex is soaking wet because he was just standing out in the rain, and Henry's all handsome but, like, stressed out, leaning against the, you know, the fireplace, and they have this big argument, and it's all about how much they love each other. And then they end with, it ends up well with them getting back together and, you know, doing the deed. So I think that that is, <laughs> I love your expressions. You both tilted your heads at the same time in the same way. What a shame
1: podcasting not a the visual deed, medium.
2: It felt really weird when I said that. If, does that, if that makes it any better. I'm like, the deed, that's the way she chose to describe it. <laughs> I'm leaving it. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, when they uh, when they made passionate love, um, <laughs> Mad <after> word, stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just I, I really I felt the tension in that, and like the tension and the release. <laughs> and... <laughs> no more.
1: <laughs> oh my God, you got me with that one, fuck caught me off guard with that 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 was was my favorite swoon moment (laughs) (laughs) moving on
0: (laughs) i don't think i can go after that (laughs) well after really thinking about it i just feel like this whole book in general is just swoon worthy Mm -hmm. all of alex and henry's moments were swoon worthy in some way even when they were frenemies Mm -hmm. but there is One moment where I wrote down, like, ah, in my notes, Mm. and it was when Henry gave Alex his uh, signet ring. I thought that was really Mm. cute. That's so cute. I um, also want to say that I felt weird reading some of the emails. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, I felt like I was intruding on some very intimate moments, and then I thought about how the whole world read
1: them, and (laughs) damn... Yeah. That sucks. Mm. We also saw Adam Levine's spicy texts, though, so, like,
2: <laughs> That's those were true. way more cringe worthy. <laughs> That's true. Oh, my God. Those were so bad. But I was fascinated with that whole story, so could you imagine if this kind of stuff leaked? Give me a historical love quote put and... in an email
1: any day <laughs> over Adam Levine's sex.
2: He would be so bad off if he weren't rich and famous and I a beat. singer. I Because... That He has no game. I was just going to say, so yeah, he has no game. <laughs> None. Oh, ha. Sorry, I've
1: taken us off track.
0: No, that's, oh, that's, that's fine.
2: Alright, well, let's talk about spicy. <laughs> Speaking of... Speaking of... <laughs> icky... No, it's not icky.
0: <laughs> Speaking
2: the of... The opposite uh... of what Adam Levine has, spice. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about that. <laughs>
0: I mean, come on! Their first kiss was a shock, and then once they get started, they really go at it. <laughs> wow, I was not prepared for all the spicy scenes.
2: I'm sorry, Is that too much.
0: No, that was no. That's okay. that's. that's <laughs> yep, yep. But also, I was living for it. Mm. I loved it. Um, I would love to know what your thoughts and opinions on the amount of spicy moments in this book are
1: y'all they were really risking it for the biscuit my palms <laughs> were sweating i like that risking it for the biscuit is that what i you love just it? Said it it is what you said
2: those were also my favorite was when it was like oh they might get caught yes because yeah. it was mm-hmm. exciting that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is exciting and i've been married for a long time with the same person for almost 10 years and you know there's n- the risk is the risk level really goes down.
1: <laughs> so lower. I'm worrying you're going to Wimbledon this year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh God, we're
1: risking
0: for the biscuit there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we knew things were too good to be true here because all of a sudden shit hits the fan. Somebody releases their private emails to each other and leaks videos of the Meta Hotel. This part made me so mad. So I just want to get straight to it. Let's talk about being outed before they were ready, because that was not cool.
1: Supremely uncool. Oh, I felt so bad for them. That was terrible. I also loved, though, how their people kind of like banded together around them. And they were like, ooh, what are we going to do? Are we going to like stage a relationship? I just, it was nice to see how their people kind of like rallied to get them what they needed. But regardless, they didn't deserve it. And maybe this is another reason why you email, like, one day you're going to have to read it in a deposition. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Always keep that in
2: mind when emailing folks. Not, not to victim blame them, but... Right. But, um, can you imagine having to text those long, fe- like, all of those feelings instead of, <laughs> instead of emailing? I think you need maybe, like, invisible ink. <laughs> invisible. Like a lemon juice...
1: Invisible ink situation.
2: Start old school snail mail.
1: I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You mail them the letter in 11. And they're
2: like, I don't... (laughs) No, I'm supposed to do this blank piece of paper. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I don't really even know what to say about it, because it's just horrible. And it's sad. um, Because they would have done that so, like, so much differently and... Just like anyone who's been outed, it sucked. And I could totally see that kind of stuff happening in a um an election kind of thing. Oh, it like, feels so oh, realistic. It feels 100%. so realistic. Yes. Yeah. And that's Which gross sucks. and sad.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It
0: is. Just being like a public figure in general. Like I think it was yeah. interesting looking at that from or uh, from their point of view, it was like seeing how difficult and like limiting it can be. Yeah.
1: I will say, like, this was probably one of the parts of the book that felt most realistic as I was reading Spare alongside it, Uh because I was hearing about Prince Harry's recollections of, like, and then they leaked this story, or, like, my girlfriends were finding out things from the media, then coming to me and being like, is this true? And, like, Mm -hmm. that's a wild way to have a relationship. And, like, that seems like it's just got to be one of the most isolating, limiting things about being a public figure.
2: Right. You can't be yourself because no. you'll be, um... I can't think of the word. It's not just so bad. It. Yeah.
1: And then people like, act like you deserve it, and they're like, Lily, you were the spotlight. And it's like, okay,
2: well... Right. That seems cruel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one, no one asks for that.
1: No. You know? Especially not people born into a monarchy.
2: Right. Not, nice. Okay. Especially. Okay.
1: With that being said, they're colonizers, and I feel like there's a lot there. Right. But
2: Which I, I liked like how they handled, privacy. I like, the, like, the view that, um, Henry and his mom had about that, about the the colonizers thing, and mm-hmm. how they wanted to give back what they've taken kind of, like, thought process. I thought that that I was- would do, like, felt, a work of fiction like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that that would be lovely. <laughs> Right.
1: Let's divest those museums. Yeah, got a lot of stolen stuff in there. Well,
2: <laughs>
1: Anyways, now that I've brought down the mood, as only I can do. Well, this is a good thing. The book
0: ends with Alex's mom winning the second term of presidency. So hey, huh? Hey. Lifting the moods up here, and um, Henry and Alex start making plans for their future together where do you see alex and henry in a few years
1: okay first thought dc power couple second thought i take that back as much as i love (laughs) i want to see him in europe third thought wherever his dad's house was fourth thought wait no that's texas feels very unsafe just europe final answer
2: (laughs) okay he also his dad also has a house in california oh
1: I'm considering. More interested now. (laughs) I'm considering.
2: (laughs) Until you're up. Uh, yeah. I would like the plan that like Nora had laid out when Alex was kind of having a crisis of what do I do next, where you know he goes to law school, he becomes a discrimination lawyer, and you know he goes from there maybe he gets back in maybe he gets into congress like he had wanted or senate and then i want henry to change the world with all the things that he's doing and then i want them to be snuggling in bed at night you know whenever they're in the same place and still being in love so that's what i want wow i love that
0: all right so i had the collector's edition so i have the answers fancy
2: (laughs) Ooh, there's answers i'm so excited there's (laughs) answers (laughs)
0: So the author wrote a new chapter in the collector's edition at the very end from Henry's point of view, which was interesting. Getting a different point of view. It's fun. So I can tell you both what happens if you want.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. I don't know. You might be sad, but okay.
1: No, I'm I'm excited. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Don't read the last sentence. Okay. Henry and Alex moved to Brooklyn Uh In separate places at first. Then I think within, like, a year, they move into Henry's um, place, a cute little brownstone place in Brooklyn. Alice continues school and decides to work in law. Um, Henry works really hard on learning how to cook and is excited to start deciding his, like, deciding on his own decorations for once because everyone picked everything for him. Right. Yeah. He also steps down from the crown. Big shocker here. Right? (laughs) Yeah. and then anyway it's 2024 they get engaged also there are some hints that june and nora are a thing
2: i oh, want a second book about that I, that yeah. would be such a good book and also mm. i kind of saw that coming
0: yeah there's a little hint in the actual book like when yeah. they have when they come out of the room with pez yep and she has lipstick on her neck
2: Right, and then there's another part where Nora's like, you look hot when you're like this, and, like, you can just, like, you can see something's happening, you know?
0: Yep. So, yeah, they kissed under a mistletoe, and it was Mm -hmm. a whole, it was a big deal. So, they're kind of a thing, and then I'd still need to do some further research on that, but their thing, Alex ends up hating law, and they decide to move to Texas and slow their life down and live on a goddamn farm.
2: (laughs) But what about his rights? His rights? What do you mean? Oh, in Texas? Yeah. I'm just stressed. Yeah. For his personal rape. This was written before the the earth like started to re- like reverse itself, and we went back backwards? to the 1950s. <clears throat> That's. Yeah, I'll right, go back he... to focusing on June and Nora.
0: I think, um, he... what was it? Something about him trying to become like a political figure. In Texas, mm-hmm. while they're on a farm, living a domestic
2: life—that's
0: that's sweet, though. Yeah. yeah, it's sweet. It, like when I read it, I was like, "Oh, that's really cute." But yeah, they're different than I thought.
2: Yeah, I that's don't mind awesome. that they didn't do the, you know, the power couple thing. Even if that's kind of what I thought that it would be, you know, they deserve peace. They do yeah, deserve they peace. Do.
1: That's my final answer.
0: They've had busy I, lives. I honestly yeah. thought that they would have went to Europe. So I was really surprised that all of this was happening in New York for forever. <laughs> right,
1: That's
2: what forever. I'm saying. <laughs> well, they had a,
0: a body double um, for Henry, which was really funny. Really? <laughs> so they had they had him, like, they hired him to go out so, like, people would take pictures of him. And then he would so go out at the same time and go elsewhere <laughs> so that he wouldn't be, you know, bothered. A diversion.
1: Yeah. Smart.
0: <laughs> so that was interesting.
1: What a funny job. Yeah. Yes. How do you think you get that job? What does that look like on your resume? Do you think you're scouted? Like, are you at the mall one day and someone's like, hey, I, I have something for you. i got a job for you. How do you get chosen for that? Yeah, are you already an actor?
2: Prob- I think he was an actor. They'd have to be because what if someone talks to him? They have to have a British accent. Sorry, I've taken this off on a path. No, I love the paths. Nope, but... I love it. <laughs> did I... So, did I miss anything?
0: Courtney, I feel like you have a couple of things.
2: Okay. I just want to talk that about their night in LA, because that is my favorite sequence of the with entire book. Cari- the karaoke. The karaoke and yeah. stuff. They're the walking around in LA with kimonos on that Pez made, and they just get, like, sloppy drunk at a karaoke bar, and... Um, I, I just, I thought it was so fun because I loved the bonding between like the group as a whole, like we had talked about earlier, because this is, I think this is the first time that they're all together, all six of them. Um, I also thought it was exciting to see a different side of Henry and to hear it from Alex's perspective. That was, it was just, it was so sweet. Um, and then I liked that it led to them going all the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Which is, like, super good for them. We got out of it. Right. Uh, It was just, yeah, I liked that whole whole sequence. It was fun. It sounds like a night that I would enjoy. It does. Especially when I was younger. Like, now, obviously, that would be painful the next day. But I can totally see myself, like, having so much fun having a night like that.
0: Now it's that time where we wrap things up with a one-sentence summary. Makes me want a hot dog real bad.
2: (laughs) Just so everyone knows she has a meme. Jennifer Coolidge legally planned. Well, you know, knowing the tidbit that we know, my one-sentence summary no no longer makes sense. But I said, Diaz for Prez. And... Cause I like the I like a good rhyme, but now I don't like it. But I can't think of anything on the fly. So, oh no, oh no, I have one, I have one. There was tension, and I enjoyed no. the pop. <laughs> no, no, I don't accept. I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
1: sorry, my audio levels beat. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's funny. No, that's That's No! No. Oh, that was funny. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, Boy. mine's just not okay. Well, um, well, mine is not as fun because it's basically in the story already. But history, huh? That we could make some.
2: And then they did. <laughs> oh, I like that though. That's a good one. Also, I want a shirt that says that. Yeah, that'd be really cute.
0: They probably have some. On I'm Etsy. sure, uh, yeah, I'm sure Etsy has some. Well, that's that for that. We'll be dropping our upcoming reads in the show notes if you want to read along for next time.
1: For the month of May, Disability Visibility, edited by Alice Wong. And
2: for the month of June, Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn,
0: And Happy Place by Emily Henry for the month of July. I am so excited. Another Emily <laughs> Henry! <laughs> I'm excited. happy oh, uh, 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 dance. Okay. <laughs> We're real friends who read books. I'm Mary Page. I'm Erica. And I'm
2: Courtney. Get
0: your reading. See you in two weeks. Toodaloo. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you find yourself on Instagram, check out our page at Real Friends Book Club. Or our website, realfriendsbookclub.com. Special thanks to Brandon Schmunk for our theme music. And we can't forget to thank our friend, Jordan Stewart, for making us look cooler than we really are.
1: Thanks,
0: And we forget, you know. No, no. And we forget okay. our
1: special thanks.
0: And we forget everything. Bye. <laughs>